Hello and welcome to Twitter Travels for Pete, my adventure of meeting Pete Buttigieg supporters across the country. I'm your host, Sue Ann Rollins. I'm in Omaha, Nebraska today, and joining me is my friend Wes, who actually was in Minnesota last summer, so I'm going to tell more about that, and Jana, who's from Lincoln, Nebraska, who drove here to meet with us, and Jody. I want to start with Wes, because I did tease that you were in Minnesota over the summer, and the summer was when I really was starting to get involved with the Pete group, and I met you, and you were involved with the Minnesota group, and then, but you moved back here, and I didn't know that you were from Nebraska, mm-hmm. and but you seem to get involved here, too. What's up with that? You're just like a, a, a Pete worker bee. Uh, call me crazy, um, because I feel like I work two jobs. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, got very involved with, uh, Pete in Minnesota, helped, um, run our, the, uh, gay pride events, um, at the end of June, helped, uh, lead a volunteer training session. And then, um, they encouraged me to get involved in Nebraska. And I actually knew Brady, Brady Jones. He, um, he was a friend of mine before I left and he's like, we want to do something, we want to do something, but we don't know what to do. And so I helped, because I had that experience, I helped um, build off what I already had done in Minnesota and bring it to Nebraska. And then I realized, oh, dang, I live right across the river uh, from Iowa. And so it was really easy to get involved being so close to Council Bluffs. Council Bluffs, okay. So the whole Iowa caucus thing is really... Uh, helping with my geography that I am ashamed to say did not know where all the cities in Iowa are. And I'm starting to learn that Council Bluffs is across the river from Omaha, which is like Minneapolis and St. Paul. So yep. so it's very easy for you to go over there. It is a 10-minute drive from my apartment in downtown Omaha. Mm-hmm. So that's where you're spending most of the time helping out? Yep. Um, yeah, I would say the majority... But when I first moved to Nebraska, a lot of it was Nebraska grassroots. But now that um, we've developed, other people are stepping up, and I've chosen to help a lot in Council Bluffs. Now, Jana, you live in Lincoln, Nebraska, which yes. is about an hour. It's an drive. hour, yeah, yeah. An hour, about an hour from my house. But that doesn't stop you from helping out in Council Bluffs. No, and to me, I mean. When you live here, it's pretty easy just to drive to Omaha for things. You know, yeah. Lincoln's big enough, but I know people and it's not that big of a deal. So um, going an hour up to help out um, is not a big deal for me at all. So, And then you might as well just cross the river to Iowa. Right. I mean, it's literally, so from my house, I think it's an hour and four minutes, you know, by Google Maps <laughs> to the to the Council Bluffs office. So um Pretty easy drive. I only got lost once. <laughs> Google's not up to date with all of the okay. construction, but um, but no, no, it's 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 not it's not hard at all for me to come up there to help, and I'm excited to do it. So, what what kinds of things have you been helping out with in Council Bluffs? Um, probably mostly I've been I've been canvassing several times. I came up and did some phone banking, and. Um, that's probably most of the stuff that I've done in Council Bluffs, which is a lot, I guess. I don't, <laughs> and especially I'm coming from a background of not ever, ever being involved in any 
you know, grassroots effort or political ever before Pete. I mean, I was, you know, I would pay attention to things going on, but I was not moved to um, really do anything before now. Um, I think some of it is just, you know, coming on the heels of this president that we have, you know, looking for and looking forward to, um, you know, electing somebody in his place is, you know, the best we can. So, um, so never been involved in no. a campaign before? Nope, nope. How I about you, Wes? I'm clueless. <laughs> Have you been Very involved? Very minimal, but mm-hmm. uh, not even close to the mm-hmm. level I am now. This is what I'm hearing a lot of. I'm going to bring Jody in here. Jody, have you ever been involved in a presidential campaign? I've never been involved in any campaigns, unless <laughs> you're talking about student council in the fourth grade, which I did not win. <laughs> I was part of that campaign. But oh, other than we'll that. We'll see that, that really soured you on the whole political process. Right? I, I never think. wanted to do anything again Never. But that's all changed <laughs> we would have voted for you Jody. thank you yeah so jody i know you from twitter and actually we met this summer because i thought well wouldn't it be fun to meet jody for lunch and give her a pegs t-shirt that i got in south bend so it that was, was really great kind i was very fun. excited yes. yes so you have a big presence on twitter pete twitter i do um uh, given my situation i am physically unable to go canvas or go out to a lot of the meetings, but I have a lot of time and I love social media. So um, when I met uh, Wes this summer, actually he had put out a call for someone to have a house party for the debate watch uh, parties. And so I said, you know what, I was thinking about it, but I don't really know what I need to do. So Wes said, can I call you? And I thought, uh, I don't want to talk on the phone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wes but, was very, he was on. Yeah, because I remember him calling and texting me, too. And I'd be kind of yes. like, oh. Yes. So he gave me a call, and it was amazing. He, he pushed us. He, well, he has so much energy. Yes. And so he's just. Infectious. And he, yes. And he sells whatever he's talking about. So I decided to have a watch party, and that's how I got involved. And after we did that, he asked if I would be interested in being a part of uh, some of the social media things that they were getting um, started for the Nebraskans for Pete Buttigieg. And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll do whatever I can to help. Um, and he said, which ones do you want? And I thought, oh my gosh, I don't know. Uh, so I have Twitter right now and I do the Nebraskans for Pete Buttigieg Twitter page and uh, share, a, well, my own personal page is all Pete too. So. Yeah, I've noticed that, but that's, <laughs> that's what's so endearing about it. <laughs> you have a lot of Twitter friends, don't you? A lot of Pete I Twitter. have a couple. <laughs> a couple, <laughs> but I didn't know you were in Nebraska for Pete. Really? No. Yes. Wow, I'm learning Nebraska. so she much. <laughs> and then Wes is such a, you know, you really bring people in with that. And like, can I call you? And he did call you, yeah. So he did like, call okay, me, yes. That's great. Yeah, I am very much a phone talker, so I kind of push people out of their comfort zones a that's little good. bit. That's good, yeah, because I, I, like Jody, I just avoid. <laughs> I don't want to answer the phone or the door, which has been very interesting uh, doing phone banking and door knocking. That is <laughs> Because something. I am the person who will hide if I see someone walking along with a clipboard in their hand, there's no way. Although, I'm changing my tune now. Me too. I opened I mean, the door to yeah. a canvasser uh-huh. for uh, Carol Blood because I thought if that were a Pete yep. canvasser in Iowa, I would want that person to open the door. So I opened it. We had a conversation. I already supported her, and he was so appreciative of mm-hmm. my attitude towards him. So, yeah, I, we've changed our, our attitudes towards answering the phone and answering the door. Wow. So there was a state 
event that you, a state Democratic Party event that you uh, had a presence at? Wes, you want to? Yeah. Yeah. So the Nebraska State Party, they had their big blue weekend here in Omaha, actually. And um, I don't really remember all the details, but essentially I was reaching out to folks via Twitter. And then we have a state senator here in Nebraska, Adam Moorfield, who has been helpful in showing his support for our grassroots efforts and whatnot. And so he got me in touch with the state party leaders and very last minute deal, but we had a presence and uh, proud to say that we were the first presidential campaign. And I believe the only presidential campaign to have a presence at the state convention all weekend long. Um, and it was huge because Nebraska had um, um, Senator Nina Turner from uh, Ohio was a speaker on Friday night. And then uh, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi was there on Saturday evening. So a huge what? weekend here you in state politics. I personally didn't. I got it growing and I was there Friday and then I had family obligations. Okay. So I had to peace out and miss out on Miss Pelosi. Jana, were you there? I was Pardon? not. Okay. Brady and Michael were both there. Um, our friend Ed Quinn was who there. Who is amazing. Who is amazing. Yeah. Um, Mitch and Ryan yep. were both right, there right, right. as well. So we had some really great volunteers. And if you've met any of them, you know that their energy and their enthusiasm and their love for Pete is also Absolutely. And Mitch and contagious. Ryan are also from Lincoln. Okay. So they're in my wow. neck of the woods. And guys, I forgot. Pete made a presence. Cardboard Pete. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, flat feet. Flat, Everybody large, loves flat feet. Life flat size feet. flat feet. He, he was the, a big hit. Was it the mayor version or was it the the campaign? The, the campaign With white the blue shirt, tie. blue okay. tie. Yeah. 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 The but, only Pete version I really know. Yeah. Well, there's an old one with them. His mayor outfit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't like, seen that. Like that. What's yeah, that? Yeah, so we, yeah, so that's that's the one that we know. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, what is it about Pete that gets you so inspired to you know put in all this work? So it's the why Pete question, guys. Who wants to start? I'll what take is, it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, for me, it started in March with this CNN town hall, and at that point in time. I, I didn't even know who Pete Buttigieg was. I mean, and I think most of America didn't know that. And that was when he was introducing himself to our country. And he started talking, you know, about he ran a values-based campaign to start off because people needed to know who he was and what he stood for um, in simple terms. And for me, when hearing a candidate um, in the Democrat Party talk about freedom and security and democracy, um, that was huge because I felt those were words that um, you never really heard from the left per se. And uh, Pete, Pete restored those values to not only the Democrat Party, but to remind our country that these are what America is all about. And that is for every single citizen. And that's what really spoke to me. And then as I got to meet him in Minneapolis. I think you were yes, there too, Sue. We right. didn't know each other then. May, May 2nd. But yeah, I mean, to get to get to meet, um, personally shake hands with and have a two-minute conversation with a candidate um, that you could connect to and you believed in uh, beyond just policy, but believed in character and value-wise, uh, that, that was key. And then from there, it it's all in. So Yeah, the, the, I think uh, most of us are in 100%. And what about... 
Jana? So for me, I was just starting at the beginning of the year to pay attention to maybe who was coming in to run, uh, to be a candidate for 2020. And I remember being, you know, like, oh, Kamala and Cory Booker and some of those kind of, you know, being very happy that they were throwing their hats in or about to. Um, and then I, I think I had just heard, it was like in the back of my head, I had heard of a mayor from South Bend, Indiana, but I didn't really know anything about him. It's just one of those, you know, kind of noises in the back of your head that you, you know, from listening to the news or whatever. So the first time I actually, I, I did not see the CNN town hall, um, but it was a few days later, the shooting in New Zealand happened. Um, and I think, I think it was because the CNN town hall was maybe like March 10th or something. And this was more like the 14th, 15th. And I remember just seeing someone had shared or, um, you know, retweeted his letter that he wrote to the Muslim community in South Bend in response to, um, that shooting and, you know, to make them feel safe and, um, uh, reaching out to them. And I was just kind of blown away by it. And I was thinking, who is this? And then I started kind of looking him up and finding more. Cause I, I mean, I, I thought it was just so impressive and just like the kindness and compassion, um, uh, the way he wrote. And, um, so then I'm pretty sure I found the town hall and watched that. And of course it was amazing and just looked up stuff. And then a couple, like a week or so later, I was driving to St. Paul. I have a daughter that goes to college up there and I had, I got his book and listened to the audiobook on the way. And um, that pretty much sealed the deal for me. Um, I mean, I, I think it's similar to a lot of people where just, you know, we heard about him and then kind of went down that rabbit hole of finding videos and speeches and things were popping up. And just one thing after another absolutely confirmed that he was amazing. And, and for, it's almost like someone made, you know, the candidate of my dreams and just like plopped them down on the earth. I couldn't believe that. Some, I mean, I had gotten <laughs> wow. to a point. That's well, I had gotten to a point where. I felt like someone who's really, really, really good, really kind, really intelligent, um, uh, you know, like kind of a start. Why would they even want to run? Because it's so nasty. And it is, yeah. <laughs> as we see. Yeah. Um, it's terrible. But, and then all of a sudden here comes this guy and I'm like, this is, this is the guy. And then I think also reading or, or listening to his audiobook, first of all, listening to it, it's amazing because his voice just makes you feel better. <laughs> you know, it's very calming. Yes. Um, but like his background, I felt was similar to mine. Some things that, that pulled me in, just being from the Midwest, just the first chapters when he's talking about driving around. And it reminds me of growing up in Lincoln. My dad was a professor at the University of Nebraska, you know, so I felt like very connected to that. You know, I felt that growing up. I mean, he grew up with the same kind of um, values in the same kind of kind of city. I mean, Lincoln's not as diverse as South Bend is, but still it has, you know, a big college presence and that was there. And also, you know, he has one chapter and nobody ever talks about, it, but I'm a runner. I've been running for years and he, he where he describes you know, he's kind of describing downtown South Bend, taking you on like a little tour. Mm -hmm. And he runs 
um, you know, he's doing it while he's running, doing a morning run with a friend. And I've done morning runs in the freezing cold with friends for years, you know. So it was just like there were things like that that just I felt very connected to him, like as a person, too. Um, yeah. And that's so unusual compared to what, what, how we feel about other candidates. Oh, in, absolutely. In history, yeah. And I think that's why, you know, and in, 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 in starting from a smaller place where he is, you know, I mean, he just seems like someone that you know, you know, he's see, you, it's easier to connect with him. And um, yeah, I mean, I've been just 100% on board from the beginning. Um, and quickly, you know, second, third and fourth choices just kind of shifted away. I mean, of course, you know, we're all going to jump on board with whoever the nominee is. Absolutely. But, but, but we, we don't need to think of that now. No, no, we don't. Happens, you know, yeah. but I, I am absolutely 100% all in to get him there. And I, I've never felt so passionate about anything. I mean, even my friends are just like, whoa, you know, <laughs> which is great because it's, you know, they're like, if she's doing something, there must be something to this. Because I just never, I never was involved in anything. And now I just feel like I don't want to be, feel like I didn't do everything I could mm. to help, you know, make it happen. So, because I think we can, you know, we were all disappointed after Absolutely. November eighth, twenty sixteen. Right, disappointed right. is it, it was rough. doesn't really cover it. Yeah. Despondent <laughs> yeah. would be yeah, the word. Despondent right. is very In good. In fact, yeah. after the election, um, we kept our kids home the next day from school because we are in a predominantly. Um, conservative Republican area. We are right outside of Offutt Air Force Base, and the kids go to a school where there's a lot of conservative people, and uh, we are very political. We we talk about politics all the time. We talk about politics um, in real terms in front of our children, and so David watches politics twenty four seven. So the kids were very invested in the last election, even though they were. I'm a bad mom. I can't remember how old they were. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, no, they're, they're 12 and 13 now. But um, yeah, so wow. when we were the family of toxic optimism, we did not think that he would ever be elected president. So we weren't worried about it. When it happened, we felt that that gut punch. It really mm-hmm. was, it was what has happened? How did this happen? And of course, now everybody looking back, we can kind of see the steps to how it got to that point. But we thought that it would never happen. So we weren't that we weren't out campaigning. We weren't knocking on doors. We weren't talking to our friends about who we were supporting because mm-hmm. we didn't think it would matter. So this time you, around, did you feel the passion though that you? <laughs> not necessarily the passion for the candidates, but the passion for the party. Absolutely, yes. yes we are solidly Democrat. Okay, um, we. I often get labeled a bleeding heart liberal as if it's a, a bad thing. And yeah, I don't know why that's a bad I'll thing. I'll take it. David's from Alabama. He's a good old boy. He was in the military. He was a bodybuilder. Everybody assumed he was Republican. And so when they would talk to him uh, during the Obama presidency, they assumed that he was going to agree with them. And David shut them down quickly because that he is, he is solidly a Democrat. Wow. So when... Uh, so, Pete came on the scene. So now she's going to tell us. I'm going to tell you. She's going to tell everybody now. her why Pete. Ooh, here um, we go. David was watching, uh, I think, Morning Joe, maybe, because um, Pete had been on it a couple times. And David said, you need to pay attention to Mayor Pete. 
And I said, who is Mayor Pete and why do I need to pay attention to him? Like, well, seriously. Well, because famous I last words. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't think he meant it in terms of a presidential candidate. Like, really. Mm. So I was like, okay, I will pay attention. And he called me in one day when he was on and he said, just listen. I said, okay. So I was listening and I thought, what an amazing presence. What a great storyteller. The way he answered questions was riveting over stuff that was not riveting. You know, it wasn't a topic that was all that compelling, but the way he answered the questions, you really sat down and, and you paid attention to what he was saying. So I started to pay a little more attention to him, started Googling what he had been doing, finding a couple interviews, that type of stuff. Um, but what really sold me is one day we were watching, I think it was the Rachel Maddow interview. I was sold 100%, but getting my family sold was a little harder um, because they're very skeptical of everything now. So my kids were walking through the living room and they stopped unprompted and listened to Pete talk. And I thought, wow, you're paying attention to what they had felt for a long time. They just didn't want to hear any more politics. Don't want to talk about it. Don't want to listen to it. Please do not say the president's name in my presence type thing. So I thought, wow, if you can get, right, if you can get kids to stop and listen to you because of the way that you're answering a question and the way that you are presenting yourself, that's pretty incredible. Um, and the more we listened, the more we watched, uh, the more we were 100% for Mayor Pete. My kids have gone to events with me. Uh, Radley likes to sit in his room and watch Pete videos on YouTube all by himself just to know where he is and what he's doing. And he'll come out and he'll talk to me about it. And did you see that Pete's number whatever in the poll? And I'm like, I seriously? Had no idea. Awesome. Oh, oh really? yeah. My kids are all in. Sabrina, all in. If, uh, she's actually gone to a couple of the um, meetings over in Council Bluffs with me. And when it's time for us to share, Sabrina will take her turn and she will tell oh, yeah, you why. Great. Yeah, she tells you her why Pete story. And um, she got to shake his hand and talk to him in Shenandoah, Iowa. And it was, if you've met Pete, if you've had an opportunity <laughs> to talk to him, sorry, Jana. I know. Your time will come, I promise. I've been so close. Uh, <laughs> so close, so close. So close. <laughs> You're when right. he talks to you, even in that even in that situation, it was 104 degrees in that Shenandoah barn, and it was miserable. And he stood there, and he looked you straight in the eye, and he gave you all of his attention. And he he did not end the interaction. He waited until Sabrina and I were done talking to him, and then he moved on. And I was so impressed with that because he had a conversation with Sabrina. He didn't just look at me and, and talk to me and move on. So every, every interaction, every interview, every podcast that I have um, heard from him impresses me even more. There is nothing that, I, no policy position that I can point to and say, you know, I really like him, but maybe not this part. Um, so in, in our situation, my husband has Lou Gehrig's disease and we have very much the sense of running out of time that Pete talks about. Like our past nine years of our lives have been, we are running out of time. So when he talks about the dire consequences of not acting right now, it hits me in a way that I don't know if other people have, have felt that way before. But it, for me, it's very important. Um, his Medicare for all who want it hits me particularly hard because I can't have... Um, any kind 
of unknown in the next four years for David, right? Because the next four years of his life are make or break. We need to know that he's going to be taken care of medically. We need to know that the support that we've received already through our insurance and through the government programs that we're a part of, we personally need to know that that's going to be there. And Pete has said that. If you are TRICARE for life, you can keep that TRICARE for life coverage, which is part of what we have. And so it's so important when when thinking in terms of who you are supporting and why you are supporting them, it's, it's a very personal decision for a lot of us. And you don't have to like every candidate, uh, but it's important to actually delve into what it is they're supporting and why they're supporting it and what their policy positions really are, not just how you feel about them, you know, that first like I'd like to have a beer with this guy, which right. is great. Of course, we sure. do. But that's uh, wonderful. Yes. But <laughs> or a burger I would or rather, pizza. Yeah, yeah, I would rather right. uh, have a candidate who's going to make sure that my family is taken care of. Not just my family; every family mm-hmm. is going to be taken care of. Because honestly, the next four years are going to be a very scary time if we don't elect a Democratic president. And that, to me, yes. that's not ap- apocalyptic. That's not doom and gloom. That's the reality, reality of I agree. That we never the United thought, States. We never thought we would be in this no. place. We so always we thought that the checks and balances would work. Yep. How yep. many of us had that false sense of security that, mm-hmm. well, at okay, least we've yeah. had presidents mm-hmm. that have been crappy, but at least we know that that, that the basic foundation of, of what we're dealing with will in mm-hmm. the end keep that in tow. Keep that in tow. So it's crucial that a Democrat wins, and um, so that's what we're getting from a lot of uh, voters. That, but it, well, I want to vote for whoever can beat Trump, and then that whole discussion ends up being, well, who can beat Trump rather than who do you want to be your president? Mm-hmm. But I feel like, lucky me, the person who I want to be president is also the person I think can beat Trump, and in particular because I think he's really attracting the moderate Absolutely. voters and uh, maybe Republicans who are disillusioned with Trump's and I, so I'd Who like have to have a conscience right. as Pete would say but I would like to know if you've had any experience in talking to people of about um, of Rep- Republicans who are interested in Pete yes I I mean just where we live so Lincoln and Omaha as cities are generally a little more blue mm-hmm. we you know uh, you know tend to go that way in um, in elections and stuff um, but the state as a whole is very red, very Republican. And like the neighborhood I live in also, very Republican. Um, but I, I have very good friends who I know are Republican. Now, we don't talk politics. A lot of them right. just are not interested. You, you know. I know. Yeah, we know. But for, first of all, in the summertime, um, friends of ours, there was a very good friend of mine um, who... Um, her daughter's very much into Pete. And I'm pretty sure, I don't know the politics, but they're wonderful friends. But I, I assumed always that they were Republican. I don't know for sure. Okay. But um, they love him. And that like really opened my eyes. And then paying attention to, um, there's there's friends I know that are very interested in what he's saying. They're listening to what he's saying. And that's a big deal. And And 
from the very beginning, I thought just the way he his message is very unifying. He doesn't exclude anybody. He wants you know anyone who is interested in coming along are welcome. And you know his message of belonging is a big deal. And um, he's not you know if, if someone is tired. There's plenty of Republicans who regret the Trump decision, you know, whether they voted for it. I mean, they, they don't like what's going on. Um, what we see happening in Congress is not necessarily representative of, you know, Republicans across the country. Well, and that's why a lot of Republicans that I've talked to are actually interested in voting for a Democratic yep. president because their Republican representatives in the state have done nothing, nothing. To, to keep this president in check. So these people that they elected to look out for Nebraska values right. are doing nothing to make sure because we have a lot of farmers here who yes. vote Republican yep, yep. because that is historically what ha the party that has taken care of them. And Trump and, has betrayed the farmers. And he yes. has. So people are, and it's not necessarily because they want to vote for a Democrat because you've got a lot of proud farmers sure. who don't want to admit that they want to vote for a Democrat, but they're at a point in their lives where it's getting more difficult to justify their support of a party that is not keeping their promises to take care of them. And their livelihoods are um, in jeopardy. jeopardy. Yeah. I have friends in Western Nebraska, one particular friend who works in an accounting office, and the number of people that she is seeing um, that are coming in and trying to figure out how to save the family farm yeah. because either all of the support is going to big industry mm -hmm. or because their subsidies are... Um, not covering the losses that they felt because of the trade war. Um, they are 60, 70 year old men going in who are losing their family farms that have been in their families forever and they are despondent and they are, um, we see it all the time when Pete talks about the deaths of despair, people who are to the point where they're gonna lose everything and unfortunately, Pride sometimes makes it so that we don't want to deal with the losses that we're facing. Mm -hmm. And I think we'll see more of it if we don't find a, a, a president that can help everyone. I would love to focus on just the people that are on our side, but that's, I don't think that's realistic. It's not realistic. And also what makes Pete so appealing, I think across the board especially, is you know what Wes was talking about earlier. He Everything the underlying values that he talks about in his campaign, you know, um, are, are things that everybody shares no matter which side that you are on. And that is what is going to ultimately connect, I think, with, with all the voters, Democrat and Republicans who might, you know, independents. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that's huge. And I think that's what the, our country's like hungry for, actually, after just so much division. I don't see the other candidates... Uh, reaching out in that way. No. no uh, yeah, and I mean, when talking about but in here in eastern Nebraska and Iowa, I mean, climate change. If we do not deal mm. with climate change in the next four years, that dire situation, I mean, it is scary to, what are they going to ask a candidate in 2023? You know, do we have enough time to save our planet? And are you talking then about... Then the science gets, we don't... It's going to get closer to we don't know now, right? You know, right. so if we do not address it, and you know, it goes back to farmers, but it's even beyond farmers. It's people who choose to live in rural areas. Are those rural towns going to be safe from floods? Right, Just like right. Pete, city of South Bend, you know, two 
100 year floods within a less than 10 year span. I mean, these are real situations that not only affect farmers, but affect people who choose to live in these communities. And when you have a whole town underwater, I mean, well, the reason I went to crazy was driving to pick my daughter up last spring for uh, spring break to bring her home uh, was because her ride could not return to Fremont because Fremont was an island. That's when all the flooding yep. hit was right in March and she couldn't go. So, you know, we, we got in the car and, and, and fortunately that track through Iowa and up didn't have, uh, didn't have any flooding, but, um, I think it was probably five or six days. So she, you know, she wasn't, her, her friend was not able to even get home for spring break because it was underwater. You could not, there was a moat around the city of Fremont. Well, and that flooding hit places that have never been flooded before. That have never even been in danger of flooding before. The Elkhorn River went out of its banks and completely shifted to um, neighborhoods that there was no danger of it farmland that had no flooding ever nope. that is now covered in sand yep. and cannot be used as farmland because it would cost so much to remove all the sand yep. and get the soil back into the condition because it's not just like digging out and then planting some seed it, <laughs> it takes a lot of preparation for that and we mm-hmm. saw it just across the river in Iowa the floodwaters still have not receded nope. 100% and when we get all of this snowfall this next that's yep. right which is forecasted to be the snowiest wettest wettest wait, wait winter, a second yeah. didn't we already have the snowiest wettest yeah. no nope. well, it's coming so and we weren't we haven't even the levees haven't been repaired the homes that were flooded beyond um, occupancy have not been repaired we're, we haven't even recovered from the last flooding and unfortunately if we don't do something about it. And people can attribute it to whatever they want, and that's fine. A lot of people don't want to admit to the science of climate change, but it's pretty obvious that something is happening, and it's real, and we need to do something about it. Farmers know that climate change is happening. They're experiencing it. And I... I think that's that's what we're seeing, you know, as we talk to people who, you know, live next to us or our family that we have, you know, in more rural areas of the state. But we're seeing that in Iowa and talking to voters in Council Bluffs and, um, you know, in, and it's... And it, and that's why I think Pete speaks because he's not, he is running to become the Democrat nominee, but he is running to become the American president. Oh, and, he, I, I, sure. and I think he talks, you know, like, you know, whether you agree with me or not, I want you to know that I am here to represent you. All and of you. All, mm-hmm. and, and that conversation has to come back. And is Pete going to be able to heal the divide of our country? No, no, well, no president is going start, to. He but, can start it. Yep. And we, we need to just, we need to just get back to basic we values. Need to, right. The direction needs to be turned. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, it's. But then as like Jana was talking about, like we are supporting a nominee, a candidate who can still talk progressive and can still bring about bold change. And, and that's his uniqueness is he can drag people in, you know, from whatever part of the spectrum they may be on. And they agree with his policies that 
are bold. Yeah. Pete is not a moderate candidate. No, he's not. No. And no that's such a misconception that gets thrown out there <laughs> Twitter, a lot. Twitter, they yeah. say, oh, he's not oh. a progressive. Okay, have yeah. you read any of the policy? Yeah, no, they haven't. But <laughs> he, can, he can just, br- he can draw you in because he is a man of values and a man of character. And regardless of maybe what, you know, we all agree policy-wise, but people like him because it's it's more than just policy. He's able to say that, uh, frame it in a way that this is helping people yeah. and in a way that we can all identify with that it affects us or it affects somebody we know or that at least we can have compassion. I love that was one of his answers. I can't remember what the question was probably related to LGBT. He goes, well, I, th- I would hope that the one thing like with the ev- evangelicals uh, and their views against um homosexuality, he said, well, I would hope that the Christian value of compassion, that at least we could share that. And that was just like, you know, wow. That's like you can hear a pin drop after that. I have had that conversation in real life with, I am agnostic. We are not religious. Um, I have a neighbor who is very religious in our conversations because of course I have Pete stickers on my car. I have a Pete sign. You're not Pete shy. I wear Pete shirts every day. So, oh, yeah. no, I'm not Pete shy at all. No, not Pete shy. Um, and so she was uh, talking to me about him and just wanted to know, because she didn't support Trump, and she wanted to know what it is I saw in him. And so I told her, and she said, well, I don't love that he's gay. And I thought, let me tell you a little story. <laughs> and we talked about um, her Christian values, and I was raised Catholic, so I had plenty of information to, to bolster my argument why... Um, that is absolutely not something that should matter to her in terms of her Christian beliefs. And by the end, she uh, completely understood where I was coming from and why I felt the way that I felt. And so the Mm, last time I talked to her about Pete, she said, your young man is very impressive. And I thought, yes, yes, he is. (laughs) So it went from an argument of I've not paid any attention to him whatsoever. The only thing I know about him is that he's gay because that was what was being pushed in her circles. And to, I paid attention to him, I listened to him, and he's very impressive. And I think because he can speak in a way that is not um, off-putting to people who might have different views, who might find reasons to not support him, like his... Last night in his town hall when he had protesters, he asked them to stand up. He asked them to unfurl their banner. He He asked them them. to say what it is they had come to protest about it so he could acknowledge it and answer their question, honestly. And I think that is so impressive. I think that's what we need. Someone who is going to approach all of these attacks, all of these positions with more than just zingers more than just the the viral moment in the debate i just think we need somebody who can sit and actually talk to the people who are against him and he does such a great job in my opinion i'm so impressed with the way that he has handled everything that is being thrown at him because if you are on twitter oh boy (laughs) <laughs> you the, know that the attacks it, are relentless. It's relentless From and the it's left, intense. Ever since he's a front runner. Yes. And I just think that um, the way he has handled it all has been very impressive. And you know, he models that. I, I've yes. even thought, like, wow, that I should try some of those approaches. Yes. yes. That's like, wow, because we, we don't could usually all be see a little that. More like because, you. Yeah. you know, nobody can 
you know, get back at him for something like that, you know, when he's so kind and says, oh, well, that's a really clever slogan. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then what do you say? Then nobody can say, oh, Pete Buttigieg was really mean to me. No, it's like Pete Buttigieg was really nice to me. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> and not just that he was nice, but his the way that he responds to it is substantive. Exactly. I'm, you know, I'm not just acknowledging and patting you on the head and placating you. I am answering right. whatever your concern is, and I will let you know what I'm going to do to make sure that I address it. Well, it's story. It's it's stories like with your neighbor. It's the town hall last night. It's how he responded to the mother effer uh, article mm -hmm. from oh. the root. I mean, by the, calling the author, he is yeah. already winning the era. And oh, yes, that I think that is one thing that is so cool to um, be a part of, and just know that I am supporting a candidate, regardless of what happens, has totally redefined how we think about politics. Absolutely. I don't ever remember politicians releasing things like rules of the road. No. And now as more, you know, local uh, individuals are getting into local races, they are now having values pages. Exactly. Values pages never existed no. on a politician's the, website. <laughs> that, because he this is how he leads. Yeah. And and people already are following that. Yep. You know, they're following in his, you know, example. And with lots of things. I've I appreciated the same. that his policies have come at the time that they need to come. It wasn't yep. just yes. a bunch of papers pushed at the very beginning. That's this is right. What I believe. When everyone was crying about, he has no plans. Right? <laughs> Everything he's put out has come at a time um, that it was um, timed to come at, at a time that it needed to come out, yeah. you know, in conjunction with a lot of things. And um, I know that those of us at the table who are teachers and, and writers, we appreciate his citations and all of his policies. It's yes. important. It's substantive. You mean we should have footnotes on a policy plan? What? <laughs> and I, I'm if you look nerd. at who he has, <laughs> who is advising him, he has a lot of great people who are helping him on these policies. And I think that's important too. You don't just push something out to have it. He you has push excellent judgment when it's the way that it needs to be presented. Right. And I think that um, all of his policies so far for me have really hit home. But he focuses a lot on where I come from in Western Nebraska. He focuses a lot on the people who don't have access to a doctor. My dad, when he needs um, care a lot of time, it's telehealth. He's sitting in front of a computer at our oh, yeah. um, hospital in Alliance, Nebraska, mm -hmm. and a doctor from somewhere else is talking to him. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people who don't understand that you don't have access to a doctor 24-7 in a lot of these small towns. You don't have the internet access that you need in a mm -hmm. lot of these places to have the equitable services that someone in a big city might have. So he's really thinking about everyone. And Rural America is not just Nebraska. No. It's California. And yep. it's New York. And I can see why they felt forgotten and not that, you know, nobody's really listening to them. And so Pete's the first candidate to have all these policies and to speak out and, and uh, reach out. Yeah, absolutely. Not just, like you said, it's not middle America. It's it's anything that's not a, a huge urban center, basically. Yeah. Small towns, rural America. And Wes, you're a teacher. Yes. And 
And it finally happened. He released an education plan today. And we haven't had time to read it. Perfectly timed. Like I said, Wes is here. Mm -hmm. Perfectly timed. I did read it. But as a teacher, and of course, Chaston being a teacher, we know that he's telling Pete everything that Pete didn't already know about (laughs) the real life of, of a teacher. But I feel inspired by by that absolutely teacher too yeah yeah and um you know and i think uh as a social studies teacher you often get asked who did you vote for and uh who do you want to vote for and you mean by the students oh yeah okay and i i've always taken a you know i'm not gonna expose my choices because i don't especially when i was teaching high school because I didn't want to influence their minds as they were getting to that age mm-hmm. to make that decision for themselves. Now in middle school, I'm getting a little bit bolder. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually wore my Pete hoodie to work one day. Mm-hmm. And and on Halloween day, I had uh, my Pete 2020 shirt underneath my hoodie uh, as my costume. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but, you know, like, and, and I know I say it all the time, but, when they ask, now what I tell them is, think about what I value as an individual and as a teacher, and that will tell you who I support and who. Well, I you're don't. making them do the work. Yes, and wow. and get them to realize that you know, yes, policies matter, and but policy is framed by your values, and and I think that is a critical thing, and that's what Pete talks when you know when it's about compassion when it's about equity whether that's racial equity wealth equity educational equity health equity i mean i've never seen a candidate who can break it down at every little level and connect it and um as a teacher that's my job is how do you connect this big world to the lives of my students and get them to realize it's bigger than your neighborhood. It's bigger than your section of Omaha you live in. It is our country and it's our world. And, um, wow. you know, it's cool. I just to, had an epiphany. So, so Pete's breaking it down, bringing it from the, the big to the small and you're bringing it from the small to the big. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Jano, how about you and your, and your, Everyday life or professional life? Um, my professional life is silly. I always hate this question because. So I. Um, oh, I'll, I'll, I can take it back. I'll take back my question. <laughs> um, I guess I probably just feel like. I, you're really an artist. Had, yeah. Well, that came. And out. I keep okay, trying so to buy. I want to buy one of your paintings, I but know. I'm never at the right gallery at the right time. That's fine. Um, uh, so I. I have a degree in psychology, uh, actually, from DePaul University, which is uh, Chaston's alma mater, I guess, for his master's degree anyway. But um, but then when we had kids, I was a stay-at-home mom. So which, was I. Which surprised me because at, at like younger, you, I would have never thought in a million years that that's what I would do. But I didn't have, I, I worked in a lot of human resources and things like that before I was a, a project coordinator for a human resources company. Um, but I didn't feel like I had any like career that I was like in love with. So I, I was fine with it. But so, you know, all those years like not working. And then I had a couple little jobs after the girls were um, almost done with high school. And then um, most of the stuff I do is like for free. <laughs> volunteer. I volunteer for a lot of things, but I never. That's uh, important. When the girls were young, I started drawing again. I've always I've always drawn and painted and done that when I was younger, and my uh, family 
uh, encouraged me to go to art school, but I thought I was super smart when I was about 18 years old. Well, and, you, yeah. I, and just because they told were. me, uh, I don't know if I want to do that, you know, because everyone thought it was a good idea. But um, so I, I just didn't. And then for many years, I just, you know, was away and not doing art. But when the girls were little and they started drawing and doing stuff on their own, I started getting back into it myself. And it takes a while. I mean, you get a little rusty, you know, but. So um, I heard you might be working on some art that involves Pete? I am, yeah. I'm trying to, so I okay. eventually, now mm-hmm. I do a lot of painting and drawing and I've had some, a uh, couple gallery shows and things like that and I really love it. I love I it. I don't think that's silly. Well, you know, it's that's not. my weird, you know, oh, insecurity okay. I think okay. about. Well, back know. to the, back to the Pete project. Yeah, so I, I've, uh, I'm starting to, I'm going to work on like a drawing that's one of the drawing styles that I like to do is uh, white ink on black paper. Um, so I think I'm going to do a drawing Whoa. of him in that way. And then I'm going to do a big painting. So I just found a photo yesterday to work from. Um, and I'm not sure how that's going to, I think I'll just reveal them, and, but they can probably be used, you know, for, I don't know, t-shirts, buttons, or things like that. Right now, I'm super busy with um, commissions for Christmas, you know, so after. Oh, you're so lucky. You're actually able to to work as an artist. Yeah, I love it. It's I'm very fortunate, very very lucky. Um, uh, and your presidential candidate supports the arts. Your, yes, yes, the arts. Yes. Loves the arts, and which it's in the educational plan. Ah. So we oh, talk about that. So oh, you need that's to look at amazing. It. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Okay. So is it? Oh, is, it a, is it a really good? Is it presidential? Is it, com- is it commanding? Oh, for sure. It's yeah. Commanding. Yeah. Um, there's two that I really like. One was on the Pete for America website for a while, I'm not sure if it still is, of him kind of glancing off to the side. And then one was uh, brought to my attention by another Twitter friend of mine, Christy. Um, it's the picture that from yesterday that, I'm trying to think of what article it was with, but it's like a dark background. It's the, um, and he's turning to the, the side. The author was talking about this might be what Pete was trying to say. Oh, empathy. Empathy. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. That yeah. was a great picture. Yeah, a really good picture. Really dark background, and he's got a suit on, and he's got his head turned to the side, and it like a serious, but that's a, that's a great photo. So that might be the winner. <laughs> I can't wait. So this will be after. Yeah, probably probably January, yeah. I'm right up till Christmas. I'm going to be so busy the next few weeks. Right but. before he wins the Iowa caucus. Yeah. Well timed. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, wow. <laughs> well, I'm going to wrap things up here, but so what's next for the the project? So, door knocking, canvassing and council bluffs that so things will be heating up for Iowa and helping. Big time. Yeah. Caucuses like are 58 days from today, Something I think. Something like that. Yeah, now we're into the countdown. Yeah. I know I volunteered to drive people to caucus. So I'm not sure, you know, I'm on the list, but uh-huh. I know they were asking for a lot of people to do that who's able. Yep. So mm-hmm. I'm on that list. And then, um, I mean, I'll just phone bank and caucus as much as I can, you know, just mm-hmm. get out there, I guess, trying to pull in the eight commit to caucus cards as possible. And mm-hmm. my daughters will be home for Christmas and they've actually, one's going to be home through February. So she wants to help too because she and her roommate and her roommate's family they're big pete supporters also in minneapolis so yeah so a lot of that i Um, think um i know uh we'll have another nebraska postcard writing uh night um with some politicians who will be officially endorsing oh nice um, Jana so that and I be won't happening. be able to sit next to each other though because <laughs> we talked more than we wrote postcards so we're sorry about that no, you were building a bond. We are. 
That's important. You can write postcards by yourself. (laughs) They can. And I think, you know, I think what it will be very exciting because I know, you know, what we have probably seen is the excitement for Pete continues to go up. Yep. Week by week by week. And um, so that makes it exciting when you are phone banking, when you are um, engaging with your neighbors, your friends, your family members, knocking on doors. Um, that excitement is growing and I, I just, so I'm, it's, I'm ready it's for not the reflect caucus. Like the, the negative, any kind of negative press or attacks from other candidates, that's not reflecting. I mean, that's, that's not, not what most people I are paying have, attention to. In my experience to. with people that I've talked to on the phone and on door knocking and in person, um, you know, out in real life, as they say, I have not, I don't think I've heard a negative thing in all that I've done. Everything's positive, even if they're not sure or even if they prefer another candidate. I have not heard one negative thing about Pete. So, yeah, that's not all that stuff swirling around on social media is, um, you know, I mean, some stuff probably pops out. I just don't think people are that concerned about all of that junk. They want to know are they going to have health care? What does it mean? What does this mean for their personal lives, you know, their everyday lives and how he's going to help? And getting Trump out of there with somebody mm-hmm. who is, you know, has character and values and, 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 and those are so obvious with Pete, you know, I mean, everything he does. And if they do have questions, the one thing that I love about the, what the campaign has done yes. is ask, ask Pete. Ask Pete, yes, yes. I've referred Th- that, many to that. That part of the website is invaluable yeah be um, so easy to use yep and, and it's videos which are much easier to digest than or having to the read certain a page. part of a, like the the technology to yeah. hey i really care about uh blah 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 electoral college he talked about this in a podcast yep you click on it it goes right to that point yep i mean that that's it, amazing it, it speaks to just how as jody was talking about how amazingly talented his team is right, absolutely. because th- this campaign has and the, just the exposure being on Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter, how they have been able to communicate what Pete is doing and his vision makes it easier to be a representative for him. Yes. Whether you're talking to your friends, you're on the phone with someone you don't know in yep. Iowa or knocking on the door to a random stranger like Pete makes it easy yep. because it's simple he's and a man of character and he's running a campaign that is simply phenomenal. So Wait, well, that's that, you've said it all. You've all said it all, <laughs> three of you. So thank you so much for uh, being on the podcast today, Wes, Jana, and Jody. So let's finish off with a Go Pete, okay, everybody? Go, go Pete. Pete! Thanks for listening to Twitter Travels for Pete. Everyday people excited about Pete Buttigieg for president. I wonder where I'll be going next. <laughs>